are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening and welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your episode for Tuesday, December 9th. And we're feeling a little better tonight, which is weird to say after five straight losses. But we're also going to give you some tips on how to feel better from our special guest today as you go through your holiday season. But this is your boy, Matt Shook, the host of the Lockdown Pistons podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering the NBA for the Associated Press and the Detroit News Pistons fan and follower my whole life and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thanks for the listen. Thanks for spreading the word to all your friends and family members who are huge Pistons fans as well. Excited to tell you guys about meetups that we have coming up in 2019. Excited to press the flesh with you guys a little bit as we grind through what has been a roller coaster of a season and that continued that way on Monday. Today we're going to recap the loss to Philadelphia, the second loss to Philadelphia in like four days, which isn't good. Another loss sandwich in there too. But an uplifting one somehow to the 76ers on Monday without Blake Griffin. We're also going to talk to our special guest, Bernard Condevo, the medical director of the Detroit Pistons, about coming home to the Detroit area, meeting the hitman, Tommy Hearns, and what being in charge of a vast medical team for the Pistons entails. By the way, give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore. After that, also the Lockdown Pistons Twitter account. And give us a like on Facebook at Lockdown Pistons dash Matt Shook. We appreciate you guys and all the engagement as well. But we got out a lot of the bad feelings on Monday's show from the horrendous week that was last week. So today, actually feeling... Fairly pleasant about what is, at the end, just another Pistons loss, the fifth in a row, uh, five of six in this tough December stretch that we knew was going to be tough, but possibly maybe even didn't know it would be this tough. The Pistons fell on the road in Philly, uh, a place that nobody wins except for Cleveland one time, which is the uh, craziest thing. that That's Philly's only home loss was to the Cleveland Cavaliers so far. But the Pistons lose 116-102, to 102, a career high, 28 points for Luke Kennard, who got the start and played excellent, probably his definitely his best game of the season by far, but maybe the best game of his career. I know he played really well in the final game of the season against the Bulls in Chicago in a game that I was at last year. But just as with another team that needs another weapon offensively, he's kind of the only guy on this present roster that could maybe take that leap forward in that sense in any kind of consistent way. So to see him play good, is uh, is big, really big for this team and really big for the psyche of uh, fans and podcast hosts everywhere. You would imagine that uh, Kennard will probably be a starter again for the foreseeable future with the injuries or not, and even if this team was healthy, he might be a better answer than Glenn Robinson III at the starting lineup. Defensive problems notwithstanding. Um, first time that this pist- the Pistons were led in scoring this season by someone other than Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin. That said... Although Blake Griffin got the rest and did not play his first uh, DNP for the season. Uh, Andre Drummond, he was great. He outplayed Joel Embiid. He had 21 points and 17 rebounds. We talk about some of the empty stats. He gets counting numbers somewhat sometimes. Um, this was not one of those nights. He was impactful. 5 for 11 from the free throw line was kind of the only drawback on his night. 8 of 12 on field goals. So for him to go out there and uh, get 66% of his shots to go down is always a good thing. Speaking of good things, 15 points and 7 assists for Reggie Jackson, who had a nice game decision-wise. I'd like to see him push the ball maybe a little bit more. But uh, Jose Calderon was, was good once again, had 11 points off the bench. So Ish Smith being out hasn't been a huge problem with how well the Calderon has played in his stead. But uh, Bullock 
Ish, Stanley, all those guys didn't play. Blake Griffin out with rest, uh, the resting for the one game. Glenn Robinson the third, he sprained an ankle. Unfortunately, not much of a loss other than being a body right now at the uh, the three position, the wing position, I should say, for the Pistons. But I'd honestly much rather see Zach Lofton up from a two-way gig in um, in Grand Rapids than Glenn Robinson the third right now. He's just not at all close to a rotational player that a good team would need out there. And I know we're not giving up on Glenn Robinson the third, but just sit him down and maybe he can earn his way back and get some confidence back at practices and some uh, some bit parts here and there. I think it's time to kind of move on a little bit from Glenn Robinson the third getting uh, big minutes, any kind of thing close to big minutes right now. And I know that there's some supporters out there that disagree with that, but we'll agree to disagree with the, with Glenn right now. By the way, I thought Henry Ellenson played pretty well in his only his second appearance in an NBA game this season. John Luer started with all the injuries and the Blake Griffin rest, and he was good. He played eight. He he scored eight points. Played a lot of minutes. Of course, he had trouble defensively with Ben Simmons. Fairly predictable there. Eighteen points for the reigning rookie of the year. Uh, Jimmy Butler left the game in the second quarter with a groin injury. I don't ever wish injuries upon anybody. But let's just say we here at the Lock on Pistons podcast wouldn't be devastated if he had to sit down for a little while this season. Joel Embiid had 24 points and 8 rebounds, lots of free throws late. And I do hear you, Pistons fans out there on Twitter all night who are giving it to the refs for Embiid getting all the calls that he gets. I thought the technical foul on Andre Drummond was weak, uh, throwing the ball out to the official near half court. It would be nice if the officials got a little bit of a thicker skin, especially in a game that they're blowing so many calls on both sides, by the way, but just a a rough game for the Stripes, which we see a lot, and hopefully I live up to what I say about myself, and I'm not someone who blames games on officials as far as wins and losses, but I am free to, uh, I, I reserve the right to point out when officials have bad games, and I think this was one of them. So, uh, you know, compounding your problems by overreacting to frustrated players is something I don't like to see from officials as uh, the night kind of goes on, especially a visiting team in a tough place like Philadelphia, where uh, they're getting it from the refs all night. And, um, you know, suddenly the visiting team has a bit of an outburst. And I'm not saying Andre was right in doing that, but uh, we've seen a lot worse at NBA games. But um, speaking of uh, seeing a lot worse for Pistons fans, Furkan Korkmaz, 18 points the second year Turkish player. Big shots off the bench whenever the Pistons got close enough to sniff a full comeback. Furkan knocked down some threes. But the Pistons fought. They played with pace offensively, which was so refreshing to see. Only Reggie Jackson, the only guy out there who was walking the ball up the court. Everyone else had urgency, which I thought was a necessary offensive wrinkle without your top offensive option, Blake Griffin, out there. I thought the effort was 100% there on defense. I think effort and execution are two different things. Asking John Luer and Luke Kennard to defend Ben Simmons is nearly impossible. And uh, Dwayne Casey just out of options with the bodies and the injury problems right now. And again, Andre Drummond was great. We give him a lot of crap here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Maybe some of it is unfair at times. I think I think we have uh, myself. I'm going to speak for myself here that maybe there's a built-in uh, bias against Andre Drummond and Reggie Jackson as those guys have been around and the leaders of disappointing teams for a few years now, particularly Andre. But uh, Reggie's kind of been maybe more of a disappointment in shorter amounts of time than Andre. And I know maybe that three three years ago season that Jackson, in his first full year in Detroit, he was great. Maybe we've forgotten about that too quickly, and maybe we don't give him enough credit for the injuries. But we'd like to see his game kind of evolve 
um, into a more supporting role, into an engaged player all the time. And, and again, we've been over this. And I, uh, sorry, Reggie, if you're listening, but I hope I hope that Andre Drummond, by the way, is able to put the Joel Embiid stuff behind him now that he outplayed him for one game. Play with a new level of confidence going forward, and I mean that in a controlled confidence kind of way, making smart decisions on when to be aggressive, things like that. The Pistons shot well from three-point land, by the way, 9 of 21, 42.9% in Philly. Outshot them uh, makes-wise, 15 of 37, but put up a bunch and had a little bit lower of a percentage, 40.5. So that's something the Pistons can always do better as defending the three-point line. Um, They've been doing it pretty well throughout most of the season, but uh, you know that's what happens when you play good teams is they're going to knock down a bunch of shots and it's going to hurt those kind of stats for you as a team. Pistons lose the season series to Philadelphia three to one, but that's about where the team is at right now. When you look at a team like Philly, who's uh, further along, a better better team, uh, younger also. So some things to keep in mind as we think about the Pistons possibly ascending into that top half of the Eastern Conference. It's uh, not going to be easy to make that leap. We've been waiting for this team to make that leap for a few years now, and it hasn't happened, and there's no real indication that it definitely will happen with this current group. So, like I said, as we said yesterday on the podcast, bold moves are all right with me. If the front office wants to take the keys to the car and take it for a little spin and see if they can do something with this roster, they have my blessing to explore any and all options going forward. The Pistons are now 13-12, and 12, one game over 500 on the season. Now the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. Only two games from being outside the playoffs. The losing streak is five. But it feels a lot better after that Monday game in Philadelphia, after that one is over. Just need to be reminded that some of these guys on the roster, other than Blake Griffin, can do some things. Uh, They just struggled so poorly for the past, not even just the four games and the losing streak before that, but Blake's been carrying this team to wins uh, by himself at times, although Andre Drummond's been, by and large, very good this season as well. But uh, it's been a one-man show at times this year and uh, been tough to watch. Uh, that kind of transpire. But the Pistons return to action in Charlotte on Wednesday and then home on Saturday night in Boston, home again Monday against the Milwaukee Bucks in a return match, and then next Wednesday at Minnesota and then at Charlotte again a week from Friday. So two games in Charlotte over their next five. So get used to there. Maybe Laz Jackson will uh, sleep in the uh, Charlotte arena over the next week and a half or so. But that wraps up the brutal part of the stretch um, in the beginning part of December, when we get to that second game at Charlotte, it gets a little bit easier after that. Atlanta, um, shortly after that, and then finally a game with the Indiana Pacers coming up soon, too. But December for the Pistons, one and five for now. Five more coming in this tough stretch. You got to find a way to win two of these, three if possible, all winnable games. I'm mean, throwing, I'm mean, including that home game against Boston on Saturday as a winnable game for the Pistons, but certainly all losable too. When we talk about at Charlotte, home against Boston, and Milwaukee, at Minnesota, and at Charlotte. So this could certainly turn into a nine, ten game losing streak if uh, things don't get short up soon. But like I said, the optimist in me thinks they find a way to get two of these wins here in the next five and uh, limp on into Christmas. Not as bad a shape as maybe it could have been all things considered. But up next, we have an interview with Bernard Condevo, the medical director of the Pistons, who is a busy man these days. But this episode of Locked on Pistons is sponsored by Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery-heated clothing. Heat on demand at the touch of a button. Control your environment with Action Heat, the perfect holiday gift for the cold person in your life. And I know that you've got some of them. Uh, If you're a resident, you're connected to the state of Michigan. Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat
heat via heating panels similar to a heated car seat. They can reach temperatures of up to 135 degrees and are powered by rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion batteries that last up to 12 hours on each charge. Action Heat batteries can also be used to recharge your phone or any other gadget while you're wearing them, which is obviously a great thing uh, when you're on the go. Perfect for any friend or family on your holiday gift lifts. Great for anyone who works outdoors, skiers or snowboarders, or anybody that loves the outdoors and hates being cold. Action Heat clothing provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body, including heated jackets, socks, socks, we need those warm socks, gloves, hats, even undergarments like heated base layer shirts and long johns. You can stay warm and cozy from head to toe with Action Heat. It's available in men's and women's and has great new styles and models just released for this winter season. Make your winter activities more enjoyable with a blast of warmth. Action Heat is the perfect solution to keep you toasty and warm even in the most frigid winter weather. And we know that that is coming up here in the great state of Michigan. Heated products that fit everyone's budget starting at just $39.99. We've got a special deal for our listeners to save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. I'm going to put in my order soon for holiday gifts. You know me though, I'm a bit of a procrastinator as I'm sure many of you are too. But again, that's actionheat.com slash locked on. Or use the coupon code locked on at checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your activities outdoor this winter with Action Heat. And we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Pistons. Yes, sir! All right, and we are now being joined by Bernard Condevo, the medical director of the Detroit Pistons in his first year with the team. And uh, Bernard, thanks for taking the time to join us today. It's my pleasure, man. Thank you. Great. Now, so you're uh, with, uh, and I know you don't want to get into specifics about some of the players, but I, but we had the medical director of the Pistons on it. It seems with some of the uh, injuries and stuff that's going on with the team, it's it's almost like you're fully in the grind of the NBA season right now, and that's pretty much uh, what you would expect this time of year, I guess. Yeah, I think we're, uh, you know, 25% of the way into the season, and the guy's been going hard, and we're starting to see some back-to-back, so uh, you know, the way the game is played now, it's a lot faster even than it was 10 years ago. More possessions per game, higher speed. So uh, nothing that's unexpected. Um, but I feel we've had a good plan with the players and uh, they they bought in from early on. So it's going to definitely help us when it comes to getting them back. And like I said, you're in your first year here with the Detroit Pistons, but very familiar with the area. Obviously, uh, Berkeley Bear, I believe, uh, from high school. Hey, yes, I <laughs> <laughs> and one of one of my rivals from Royal Oak Kimball, my days back in the day. Oh, but, uh, my nephew went to Kimball. Okay, okay. So he well, played tennis at Kimball. Very good. Okay, well, so what's it like to be back in the area and back with the hometown team? It, you know, it's pretty cool. Uh, I've always considered myself a Detroiter, even when I was in Denver. Uh, still follow Detroit teams. Even when I was working uh, as a consultant with the Colorado Avalanche, I was very much a diehard Red Wings fan, so... Uh, you we know, probably, you probably players. couldn't tell anyone around the office then. <laughs> oh, no, I let them know. They would come by my office, and I had pictures of Stevie Eiserman holding the cup. So, nice. yeah, I made no bones about where I was from, and they respected it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, of all the jobs, to be honest with you, to, to get into the NBA, uh, to have it open up in my hometown with a team that I followed when I was a kid, uh, it's it's been pretty amazing, I have to say. 
And along with those roots, uh, you and I got to talking over social media these last couple of weeks about a Detroit legend, Tommy Hitman oh. Hearns, was in town recently, or was that was that practice recently? And was that is that all the games? Uh, and he talked to the team, and I know you're a big fan of his. Can you share what uh, what the kind of story you have of, of meeting him and how that went down? Well, I'll tell you what, I I'm a huge boxing fan, and Tommy Hearns was, you know one of the guys that really got me into it. I mean, I, I loved it. In fact, I had come uh, with my wife. We came and visited the Kronk gym back in the day. Um, and uh, a friend of mine who's a police officer was like, you, you can't go there. And I said, no, I have to go to the Kronk. It's legendary. Tommy Hearn, Phil Mercanti. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, no, you can't go to the Kronk. But needless to say, he escorted us there, and we had a great time there. But uh, meeting Tommy, is it was pretty awe-inspiring. I mean, it's just you know, the legend, I'd seen so many of his fights and just him telling stories about, you know, some of the fights he had and fighting Sugar Ray Leonard and, um, you know, just how humble he was as well. I mean, he truly seemed humbled that the Pistons wanted him to come in and address the team and hanging out at practice. And I'll tell you, I was like a little kid being next to him. And now I make a point at every game to you know, come up, shake his hand, say hello. It's 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 been pretty amazing. And obviously, in a in a practice facility full of big stars on the NBA stage, it seems like the hitman kind of sh- stands out even in that crowd. So it was nice to see him there the other day. Now, Bernard Condivo, the medical director of the Detroit Pistons. Obviously, you've got a whole staff that 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 help out with these players, and you got trainers and sports performance directors, strength coaches, and then then you also have the people kind of around the organization who are former legends around these parts. Uh, with uh, Mike Abdenauer, a former trainer, mm-hmm. Arnie Can- Arnie Kander as well, who's a consultant with the team. Is is a lot of the job coming in this season kind of getting the this entire staff on on the same page as far as some of the techniques that you guys are going to be doing? Very much so. Uh, you know, you mentioned Arnie Kander and and Mike Abdenauer. I mean, I went to physical therapy school with Arnie, so I've known Arnie uh, for a long time, and and he's been great as far as you know giving some advice. Um, and also giving us space. So it's been very nice. He respects what we're doing. If we want some advice, he's willing to give it, but he's also not stepping on our toes. Obviously, Mike Abdenauer has been in the league for a long time, and we always, you know, we'll take his two cents because he's seen everything at least twice. Um, And from my standpoint, it was nice coming in and being able to hire our head trainer, Jim Scholler, who is a Michigan man as well, I had been with the Memphis Grizzlies for 10 years, but uh, from the University of Michigan, true Wolverine, and we have Pete Elliott, our assistant trainer, uh, bringing us in and then incorporating us with Trent Salo, who is our performance director, and Jordan Sabrin and Lewis Thompson, our strength coaches. My biggest focus has been to get us all on the same page, really work collaboratively. So my vision and Jim's vision as well is communication to the nth degree so whatever we do uh through therapy and and in the training room translates into okay working with trent how are we going to maximize this take what we did in the training room translate it into performance activity and then with jordan and lou strengthening specifically to target these areas and we can give feedback hey we want to target you know this muscle group without doing this and and one thing I've had feedback from front office and players as well is they can really tell the communication because when they go from one of us to another, we're all on the same page. Everything follows a plan. 
rather than you, you come and see, you know, me, Jim and Pete, and we do one thing and then you go to somebody else and it's like they're reinventing the wheel. It's been very conducive to a, a proper progression for the players. And I think it's shown in, in overall, knock on wood, uh, we've been doing pretty well health-wise. Um, and our doctors from Henry Ford as well, Bill Matsouris and Ramsey Shehab, they've been fantastic to work with. And as a team, uh, the communication has been just outstanding. Everybody gets along. Um, I would say I, I always like having a happy work environment. I think if you like where you work, it's easy to come into work. And I can honestly tell you, I love where I work between my staff, the players, the front office, the coaching staff, everybody's a quality individual and that's made uh, my transition very easy. But working with the medical team as well, just the communication, we've had feedback from players in front office on just how well everything's working. And, you know, we'll take a step back and say, hey, it's been a quarter of the season. You know, let's not hurt ourselves patting ourselves on the back. But by the same token, we're laying the groundwork for this to be an effective system. And, you know, I, I think we're getting better all the time. I mean, to, to quote Jim Harbaugh, you know, we're going to be better today than we were yesterday, better tomorrow than we were today. And uh, I always throw in another Harbaughism. I like to attack each day with enthusiasm unknown to mankind. And I, and I think that reflects on our team and on the players as well. Well, hopefully in the end that helps the team, the team, and the team, I believe, is another Jim Beckler, Jim Harbaugh uh, reference there. But Bernard, um, and I know this is a little bit of a complicated question because some of this might be proprietary type of information mm-hmm. and also maybe a little bit uh, in the weeds for, for some myself and also some of the listeners too. But are there some general techniques or theories that you have that you kind of bring to the Pistons that might be a little bit unique or different ways that you've approached things medically than maybe some of the uh, other teams? Is there kind of a, um, you know, a, a, a way that you kind of bring your uh, point across or some of your techniques across to this team? Yeah, I wouldn't say there's necessarily a, you know, I guess to, to go into Kung Fu Panda, there's no secret ingredient. Mm-hmm. Um, we really, I have a background in Olympic sports. I worked with the Colorado Rockies, so I've had baseball, I've had hockey with the Avalanche, and I've had a, a long time working in international cycling. So I have some ideas. Um, Trent Salo, our performance director, is very deep into the research, very intelligent guy. He brings his two cents. Jim's been around the NBA for 10 years. You know, Pete has some different training that we've used. Uh, we have our embedded trainer from from Henry Ford, Alex Garland. He's had some things from when he's working with the team before. So I wouldn't say there's a particular method. We meet as a team twice a week and any time that we need to beyond that, but at least twice a week and we go over every player and go on the strategy. And we will basically throw out, hey, I was looking at this for rehab. Uh, here's what I want to do, for example, for, you know, we'll just throw out, say, a low back. I would like to do this, 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 and then you know, the other people will kick in, well, we've done this. I think this would be a good idea. And we really come to a collaborative idea. Sometimes it may be, you know, Jim may design the entire rehab plan. Other times Pete will have a strong input. It may be Trent. Quite often it's all of us. Um, If it's more of a rehab, I've had more background there. Uh, So if somebody is injured and is really not playing in rehabbing, you know, I try to set a rehab plan, but I always consult with the rest of the team 
And, uh, and like I said, working well together, I feel it really is, you know, to go back to your line, the team, the team, the team, it, it really is because I don't like the idea of, okay, this is the guy who makes all the decisions at the end of the day. If a sword needs to be fallen on, that's what I will do. Um, but we've got a lot of experience and a lot of energy and a lot of intelligence on our team and working together. I feel, Hey, if, if Jim or Trent come up with the ideas or Jordan or Lou, and they're the ones who are saying, Hey, this is the way to go. If, if that makes sense to all of us and that's the better way to go, you know, no egos in the room. We go with what's best for the team. So we're always putting the players health first. You know, if I'm overruled every time, I'm absolutely fine with that because ultimately the players are going to respect that uh, we do what's best for them every single time. And it just doesn't matter if, if the medical team, if, if I have to back off or if Jim has to back off, we do what's best and we do it in a good way. I, I think there's a lot of respect on our team, uh, on the medical team, as well as the rest of the team. And I really think that's, that's been felt through the organization already. And I think that allows us to go forward and, and always put our best foot forward. <laughs> well, Bernard, sounds great. I got one more question, question for you to, to, to use your expertise here as a medical director of the Detroit Pistons. And I know the rest of us aren't quite the athletes you work with on a day-to-day basis, but we got the holidays here. We got the new year coming up. What's the, <laughs> for, for those of us maybe looking to get back into fitness a little bit, what's the, what's the best way to kind of ease into it and, uh, and, and hopefully stick to it as well? Honestly, start easy, set manageable goals. I think one of the best things is is take a smaller plate when you're eating so you look like you're eating more. Nice. Start with portion control. Get uh, even a good walk, even getting a 30, 40-minute walk after you eat to help get that through. And just do some core work that will build your metabolism up. And you start slow. You'll get there, and then you get out of the holidays at least maybe not losing 10 pounds, but you won't have gained 10 pounds. And then you're better off to start the new year. And that's a good goal to start. So Bernard Conde, both the, the medical director of the Detroit Pistons, welcome home. Thanks for your time, and we'll see you around Little Caesars Arena. Thank you very much, Matt. I appreciate the time. And a huge thanks to Bernard Condevo for spending the time the medical director with the Detroit Pistons. We will watch his work over these next few weeks and see if the medical team can collaborate and make some good things happen with some of these injured players for the Pistons is certainly these guys are needed back on the court as quickly as possible. But is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Your company could be mentioned right here, right now on Locked on Pistons podcast. Listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors that they hear on their favorite podcast. Our demographic is 98% males with more education and more earning power than your traditional media audiences. So have your company partner with us and sponsor Locked on Pistons. Email me at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, at yahoo.com to find out more. Looking for some sponsors to come on board for an exciting 2019 with Locked on Pistons. I'll be putting some more time into this podcast. And you guys need to do your part by spreading the word about it and also dropping me just a line on your, your buddy's business who might need some help getting the word out to uh, that demographic that is very, very coveted by advertisers. But um, also, give us a call on the Google Voice line. We're asking for your stories from the road and also who's your piston. We got a couple of them backlogged, but I need some more uh, participation from you guys. I'm going to give you guys a 90 seconds or show in, the, in most of most every show, most every day, except when we have a guest like Bernard on. Obviously, we'll, we'll give the guest more time and, and, uh, and, and take advantage of uh, the opportunities we have to talk to some of these folks. But Pistons lose five in a row. Hopefully, they can get it on track. 
here going forward. But this is your host, Matt Shook, saying thanks for joining us. Spread the word. We appreciate you guys. And uh, hopefully the Pistons will get a win someday soon. We will find out together. Thanks again for listening.